Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to the AVG podcast with hosts, AVG Fund founder Rob Graziani, along with Denise Escobar. AVG Podcast, where we talk about everyday experiences that relate to everyday people. Enjoy the show. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the AVG Podcast with Rob and Denise and our special guest, Robert Zimbalist. Uh, He's a partner at Score Processing Merchant Services, and he's uh, here to talk to us about his company and... um, some, some cool things he does with his company and what his, uh, his company offers and all of that fun stuff. Welcome, Rob. Now there's two Robs. That's going to be fun, I think. <laughs> yeah, um, Rob Squared over here. Rob yeah, Squared. Rob Squared is right. Rob Graziani <laughs> and Rob Zimbalist. Okay. That's, our, that's what we used to be always called. We used, to have, we used to have Rob Cubed at one point where me and Rob used to work at. Um, oh, wow. To, oh, yeah, that was that's fun. That's confusing. <laughs> yeah no we made it easy we usually went off of everybody's last name that's how we usually did it just to make life a little easier or initials yeah yeah initials. yeah that sounds that sounds about right yeah always a good time <laughs> okay so rob so um tell me tell me about your story tell me tell me about you who are you <laughs> who yeah are you? <laughs> sure sure no i could definitely tell you a little bit about myself so um obviously homegrown what is it uh grew up on uh long island my entire life okay so it's like uh grew up in suffolk county majority of it otherwise only for a year i lived in uh franklin square where my grandmother used to uh used to have her house i used uh, to live in franklin square too oh yeah yeah for like five years oh my god that's so funny yeah she was off of uh hempstead turnpike ribbon street was her uh I don't know if you're familiar over there. It was right across the street. Uh, now it's called, I think, Turtle Bay is the, is I guess the, one of the restaurants that's there. She's right across oh, the street gosh. and right next door to the Star and Sun. If you ever pass by over there on Hempstead Turnpike in uh, Franklin Square, so that's where she used to be. The first house wow. what is it, right after the Star and Sun, on the left hand side of the road. If you were coming off, wow. coming from Hempstead, from Hempstead Turnpike, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was really cool. Uh, there for just about a year and a half and. Obviously, I always went back over there because that was my grandmother's house. So it's like that was like my second home, even after moving out oh. to the island where uh, where my mother lives over in Islandia, and uh, where I lived mo- most of my life till uh, I'd say about three years now. Yeah, I guess about two, three. Yeah, two years now. Uh, I've been mainly staying at my girlfriend's house over in Uniondale and back and forth between mm-hmm. my mom's, and then I have also a condominium over in Central Islip, so it's not too even far from there for my mom's. So it's like. I got like three places I could actually stay if I really wanted to. So it's like, I don't have uh, I don't feel like I have a designated home, even though I say like my mom, my mom's the house address where I leave a lot of the mail, mm-hmm. but otherwise I'm usually all over the Island between Nassau, Suffolk, all dependent on how appointments go for me and work and stuff like that. So I could, uh, I'm fortunate. I have a little bit of that flexibility compared to most people where it, depending on it's like you have a house, that's, that's your home base. Right. You can't uh, get anywhere out of it. So it's like, I could, 
unfortunately I can sleep at two different homes and not have to worry about like if I got appointments in Suffolk or if I got appointments in Nassau, I'll stay in Nassau. So it all works That's out, which nice is pretty cool. For sure. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm, I'm very fortunate. So it's like uh, one of the I'm one of the lucky ones that have that. So when I tell people about that, they just laugh. They're like, "Really? You get to do that?" I'm like, yeah, I guess so. I'm gonna get away. I get away with it. So no, it's it's uh it's been a little bit of a journey. Fun fun doing all that stuff and how uh I guess to even go a little deep into where I guess where I, where I even cross paths with Rob a little bit. Uh, we used to work at the Valleys together over in uh, over in Lake Grove. Uh-huh. So it's so that's how I know. So we known each other for over 15 years. Uh, kept in contact. We always used to have our heyday back then. What was it when I was 19? So that's when I first met him. 34 now. So it was uh, it was fun to what is it see where I've gotten with Rob. So it's like we've all we've just grown up. That's main yeah. main thing. We we used to be a bunch of party animals back in the day. Obviously we've grown <laughs> out of that phase, <laughs> but. Still, still like to have a little bit of fun too. Like, hey, it's like you have a drink or two, but you do it all in moderation. But yeah, we used to party it up back in the day. But outside of that, we uh, now that we're getting older, it's like, hey, we we gotta we gotta build our foundation and build our life here. You know, it's like we can't just be having a grand old time all the time. Yeah, so. it's not working now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Actually, we gotta work. You can't be partying all the all the time, even though exactly. it felt like it was more partying than work. What is it when we used to work at the, at Bally's? At so. Bally's, yeah, but, yeah. But the simple was, fact you just can't bounce back like you used to. And that, oh, yeah. or maybe that's just me. I don't know. The whole, oh, when yeah. the hangover you can't start. recover in a day or, or or a couple hours like you used to back in the day. I don't know how the hell I did it sometimes. <laughs> like be having a I be having a hockey practice. What is it when I was playing at Suffolk Community College in Stony Brook? <laughs> Going over there. What is it after a game? Waking up for like a five six a.m. shift to work at Bally's. What is it? Workout. Go to Rob's house. Party at ten o'clock at night. And did it all over again Saturday. It's like, it's like, how the hell did I do that? I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's like, <laughs> yeah. I remember the shift. It would crack me up. Oh, and then boy. I would have guys cover for me just in case I didn't show up at five a.m. They're like, oh, bro, don't even worry about it. We got you. Roll up at like seven, eight o'clock because you were so exhausted from playing hockey till like one, two in the morning. Oh, so no. it's like, oh yeah. No, it's funny. I'd be like on five hours of sleep. I thought it was on fumes. When I look back at now, I wouldn't be able to survive that. I'm like, how the hell did That's I even? I mean, it's like you can't you can't bounce back like you used to. Yeah, it's like how the hell did I lifeguard at the at Bally's? I mean, lifeguarding was easy, so you could sleep, you could probably I could have fell asleep on the chair. It would have been it wouldn't even be a problem. <laughs> but it's like it's a you're like stand up. Like, yeah, you you drown in a four foot pool, you got a problem. Like, <laughs> or, or you sit in the hot tub too long. It's like what the hell's wrong with you? Would you want to turn oh, into a vegetable? Boy. Like you got you turn it into like uh, you're in a soup over there. So get out of here. Oh, so yeah, it's over there, man. Oh so yeah. You went, so you went from partying to credit card po- processing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Wanted to get a little serious with life, so it's like let's get out of let's get out of partying, lifeguarding. Let's get to like the serious business. Right, right. How'd and, you get uh, into that? Uh, I didn't get into it initially. It wasn't actually what I went to school for. So it's like originally, originally went to school, yeah, originally went to school for uh, uh, performance nutrition and personal training. And that's where I even started with Rob with working out. So I was in the gym industry for about 10 years. Did it from like 19 till uh, 29 is when I made the, made the change, getting into credit card processing. And I, I love the, love the workout world. Still love it till today. Work out four or five days a week consistently. So it's like, it's, it's in my blood. I just, a natural born athlete. It's like, can't sit still. So it's like, I got to move, I got to move around a little bit. So, so what, uh, what, made, what, what was that transition? What made you go into it then? Uh, main reason is like, I wanted to have a little more freedom. 
that was the biggest thing because uh, work was it at the gym. It was a six day a week job. Because of what is it when I made that transition? What is it when I got certified and uh, got my all my certifications and licenses after I got my degrees? I did that personal training and managing gyms from like 22 to 29. It was cool. It was a lot of fun. And once the managing gym part, that's where it got to be a little tough because like five days a week or six days a week, and you were there from like eight in the morning to late at night. A lot of times. Yeah, that's rough. And it's like yeah. I was like I I need to have a life outside of this. It's like it's draining me. It's like it's cool to get. You're training people, you're all about fitness and stuff, but it just, it was draining. It's like, and doing that and like, yeah, I got my little break in the middle of the day, but like, sure. like to get my workout in. But outside of that, by the, by eight o'clock, nine o'clock, I just wanted to go home and just maybe rest up for a little bit. I don't even want to think about going out and partying. Right. So it's like, no, I can't do this. So it's like, and then so the I, managing, managing part was, yeah, was between 25 and 20, uh, 29. So for four years of that, it's like, I got to get the hell out of here. Yeah. It's like I can't do this no more. So it's like eventually then I made the transition, started getting into something different. I mean, obviously I did some sales and inside sales with some friends. What is it? In between all the personal training and stuff like that, just to make some extra money. So I was like, let me get into like some outside sales, something that I wasn't even even done before at that time. So it's like, it was a whole new learning curve. Like at mm -hmm. first I thought it was like, I was having knots in my stomach when I first started getting into it. Oh, really? Like, yeah. Oh yeah. Cause it's like, stuff I've never done before. Mainly yeah. it's like just learning mainly how to, what is it? Uh, I guess a couple things that, that were a little tough or a little bit of a learning curve was learning the whole credit card processing industry. Mm -hmm. What is it? How do you rate people? And then how do you give them a proper rate? You know, don't overprice people, certain things like that. I mean, I had the sales techniques, but like outside of that, I had no idea what the hell credit card processing was outside of using it. What is it? When I went to the store, you just don't right. think nothing of right. it unless you're the business owner. That's the only time you really get in, embedded into the stuff like where business owners, uh, it's a big thing for them. They, they, it's, it could either cut into their profits or they could save money. in it. So it really depends on how they, they're, uh, they're set up. What is it uh, with mainly the guys like myself that do merchant services and stuff like that. And ever since the past five years, I've learned a lot like that first six months. What is it going through that whole, uh, I guess that uh, roller coaster ride of a, what is it, first learning the whole industry. So right. It's like once I got it down, learned my mistakes, what is it, what I, how I'm supposed to take care of people, then I started understanding, like, okay, there's a certain way you got to do take care of people with business and stuff like that. And, and that's with anything, any type of business that you have. You want to make sure you're, uh, you're doing everything, what is it, because they take your word for it. And they're going to take, unless they, outside of what yourself. you say, that's yeah. not on paper. Yeah. Doesn't show up. Or it shows up differently on in their checking account. They start seeing extra, extra fees coming out, and they don't even see them. They're like, "Hey, uh, what happened? Mm -hmm. like, what's going on here? Why am I getting such a high percentage? Or what? Why is this extra fee coming up out of nowhere?" And it just wasn't. I wasn't educated at the time, and now I can. Now it's like I get on a phone call. People, people like, be complaining about stupid stuff. Now it's like I'm just sitting there laughing. I'm like, "You got to look at your bank account, buddy." It's like it's not me all the time. It's not me charging you extra fees. How many other services do you have at your business now that you're worried about me causing extra drama? What is it, your business? And it was like something even recently. I have a, a um, I guess it was a deli that I have over in Amityville. And the one gentleman just like mentioned to me, oh, he's like, yeah, I'm getting this extra $10 a month. It's like, but it came in the middle of the month. I was like, middle of the month? I was like, we bill you at the beginning of the month. Where are you getting this idea that we're going to charge you an extra $10 for no reason? I was like, look, look at your bank statements while I'm on the phone with you. And then he pulls up his account, goes up on his apps on his phone. And then he's like, 
oh yeah yeah this is not you guys i'm like oh nice are you not like paying attention i'm like i could run your business better than you <laughs> and like, i'm sitting there laughing i'm like you guys are retarded here i'm like come on <laughs> it's like and i'm like i just naturally want to like scream and yell at him but i'm like this is what i'm telling myself in my head i'm like and then afterwards i'm like i know it's like hey you got to pay attention to your business man i was like I was like, yeah. look at your stuff before you even get on the phone with me. Because every time I call, you call me, and this guy's one notorious one to ask about like nitpicky stuff all the time, and it's never even my fault. Hmm. And I'm sitting there like, get down to the bottom before you start making calls to the wrong person. Right. Now, now I make fun of him now, and it's a guy I've gotten into a relationship for over a year, or so I could pick on him a little bit. Like, <laughs> hey, uh, hey, buddy. Kind of good relationship. Yeah. Yeah. No, they, they've gotten it because I've been, I've been super transparent with them, hmm. and I, I like helping him out a lot. Like I saved him a lot of money and I mean, he's happy the way he doesn't have to, what is it? Pay all the credit card processing fees anymore. So it's like, that's a big yeah, key so, that I, I could do. Yes. Yeah. Explain that. What, so what, what do you do different that, um, that the person different from the person who's charging him $10 in the middle of the month is doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I guess the one big thing that I've been doing a lot lately for customers, and I guess this program has been out for about, uh, three years, which traditionally, normally everybody, business owners traditionally get taken out the fees out of every transaction. So it's usually about like, on average, you'll probably be taken out between like, uh, it depends on how they process and stuff. That's another key factor. So I'm like, I'll go for simple things. So say majority of their transactions, they're swiping the card in person. There's a different rate for that. Normally, if your people are putting a credit card inside of like their machines that they have, it shows more security behind it. So that's a big key factor. What is it oh. when, when business owners are, are taking like, say if they were taking payment over a phone, they're going to probably retreat because it's, there's less security behind it. There's not like mm -hmm. the chip card that you see a lot of the credit cards have now, or they used to swipe them back in the day. They doesn't have that mag strip reader or the, or the, or, uh, or the credit card chip reader inside of it to actually I sit, always make sure feel it's a secure transaction. That's the bottom line. Right. I always but feel very un, un, unsecure doing that over the phone like i always yeah. feel uncomfortable doing that over the phone for sure and it's, it's not yeah. even a problem doing it over the phone it's just making is more more risk for the for the business owner they usually pay like an additional one to two percent on top of their transactions what is it that they pay normally on average on average most people pay about two percent but if they key in a card it could be another oh, wow. three and a half four percent what is it on a transaction so and depending if they mess up on the the numbers that they put in there into their credit card terminal or the machine, whatever they're putting their stuff in, mm -hmm. they could pay additional fees on their transactions. So that's like, that's the traditional way that most business owners have done it, that they've done it since when credit cards started back in the eighties and nineties. Mm -hmm. That's all that stuff came about. So it's like a lot of, a lot of business owners take they, they usually get frustrated. That's why you might see signs up at certain places like $10 minimum or mm -hmm. like certain amounts. So if it's too low that, sometimes yeah. they might be paying a little extra in fees if it's under a certain threshold. So it's like sometimes they put those signs up and like I'm, I somewhat come to be their hero a little bit when I come now, well, they could even reverse the roles now. So this might be a, a good thing and a bad thing for you guys, but whoever's listening, they're going to definitely, uh, I mean, either walk away from the business because they don't want to pay the credit card fees because that's where they could reverse the roles now. Now they could charge the customer at the transaction instead of the, the merchant taking the profits out of his pocket. Oh, wow. And that's a big, that's a big, big role, role changer now over the past three years. Mm -hmm. is now customers are reversing it because this is where they can save on all those credit card processing fees that they pay monthly. I so feel a like lot they of do that at gas stations. You pay the price if you the, use 
card. That's the best rule. Yeah. Exactly. Like you can see it at the yeah, gas station. Cash. Like you pay cash, you don't pay the credit card fees. But if you give us credit card, you'll see the additional fees. A lot of times at the pump, 10, 20, 30 cents, sometimes whatever over, over the cash value yeah. they'll do. Rob, and, does it uh, matter if you use a debit card or a credit card with the fees? Um, no. I mean, I mean, it really, it depends on how they're set up. That's the biggest thing on how I set them up and stuff. So it's like, uh, I'm giving a little away my ammunition, but at the same time, <laughs> I mean, I, I like to get paid too. So I partially get paid off of those credit card processing. That's where I make a little bit of my residual income. So I don't have to worry about uh, those things. But at the same time, it depends on how I set them up. So if they want to take a hit out of their profits on a, on a debit card, debit cards are very low. And I have a couple merchants that want to have that set up where they're like, you know what? I'll take a hit out of the transaction on the debit card, but if it's a credit card, pull it on the customer. So I really put the, I put the ball in their court when I'm setting them up. Say, hey, do you want to take care of the fees or do you want to put it across the board that, hey, everything you want to charge the customer on? And I would say, I would say nine times out of 10, most of the people that I do set them up, they charge everything onto the customer. It's like, hey, I don't want to take any hits out of my profits, no matter what mm -hmm. card it is. Well, yeah, so, I mean, I can I can understand that. I mean, it kind of sucks being, being yeah, no, it is. The bill adds up. As a business owner, yeah, and they can't write it off on their taxes. So that's one thing a business owner why they also do this move. The main reason why they can't because they I have to get paid, and I show all this stuff on my taxes. So it's like mm -hmm. somebody has to pay the taxes, and it's me. So yeah. I I'm one guy that oh. I can't hide my uh, my money because it gets showed unless I'm doing any like cash deal like but. Outside of that, I don't really do, what is it, with the credit card processing industry, you can't hide uh, transactions. It's all digital. Right. So the government mm -hmm. sees everything that goes that's on. True, so it's like, I'm going to, I'm always the one that's going to get hammered. What is it? I'm like, no, not major hammered, but everything that I make gets shown on there. Unless I'm doing other things. Like I do, I do some side real estate with my condo where I pretty much, that's the money that comes out of my, that I keep cash. What is it that the government doesn't see? But outside of that, normally everything credit card processing related is seen. So it's like, those are some things that I could help out with any business owner. So it's like, they can't like, they, they would love to write it off, but they can't. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, so there's so many tools that you offer. What are some of the other products that uh, just in general you offer? I mean, you're saving them so many different ways. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just if they're doing even just a basic credit card terminal, I mean, I set them up easily with that. We, a lot of times we take, we just give them a free terminal if it's a basic thing, but if they're looking for any like, special nooks and crannies that if they're trying to do some like uh, point of sale systems what we offer where i've helped out with those usually in a, a restaurant industry or a deli where they have like tons of inventory that they want to load up on their machine to make it easy for the transaction to flow so it's like it's a little more a little more robust for them so that's usually where i'll help out people with with uh, a point of sale system so they they can just punch it in whatever all the all the inventory is in there with the dollar amount of each item and it just flows a lot better for them. So they're not thinking off the top of my head, like oh, wow. okay. where you might walk into some place that's a little bit more, not as advanced. People are adding everything up on the, on their head or they have a calculator mm -hmm. to find out all their prices or whatever items they're doing. And those are usually like the mom and pop shops if you walk around, but if it's a more established business, nine times out of 10, you're going to see them with a point of sale system in there. They're not going to just have like, they're not going to run their business like that. It's a little old fashioned. So it's like, they're not going to do that anymore. So that's a big key that I see a lot of business owners do is they had the, the point of sale system and with our point of sale system, we have a couple of things that could help them out where they could even get their own personal app where it could save them up, save them some money from doing uh, like the normal stuff, like the, all the other delivery services that are out there 
they got to pay foot. They got to pay fees on like an Uber Eats, a DoorDash, a lit, uh, what is it? Uh, any other delivery major service out there that they right. have to pay. They pay. They have to pay commissions off of that too. That they got to pay back to those companies. And we have another way that I could save them money there too. So if they I do didn't a lot realize of that until yeah. recently that they that they get they get um, um, charged extra for that. Oh that's yeah, they're I losing out on their profits there too. So it's like. Yeah. Anything I could help them save money, like that's another big one, because mm -hmm. like I forget how much they gotta pay. They gotta pay like whatever the to the actual company that they're actually doing the service through, and mm -hmm. then they gotta pay the drivers. So like that's oh, where wow. the part of that money is going out to. Oh. So that's why they're like, and I'm also saying, hey, it's like why don't you set this up? Is like this will save you money in those areas. Try and drive drive the traffic in there. Put mm -hmm. that on your brochures when you hand it out to people, or every time the customer comes in, hey, download this app of ours, so that you could help me save some money. And, it's, and all you can do is be transparent. That's what I tell the owners too. It's like, hey, be transparent with these people. It's like, whether if they get frustrated that they got to pay a fee, just tell them, be real with them. Say, hey, it's like, I've been paying these fees ever since I opened up my doors the traditional way. He's like, and I never, I never, never grumbled to you people, but hey, times are tough. COVID happened. I was like, and I have to make some changes. And yeah. that's, and that's what I tell people. It's like, hey, it's like, and we give them the signs to have displayed. So like, they don't have to feel like, they don't have to feel guilty about explaining it to people. They're like, here. Here's our program. You give us cash, you're going to get the discounted price. Obviously, you pay with credit card. You know you're going to get an additional 3.5%, on top. And that's usually what people deal with. And they're like, okay. And everybody that I have set up with the program, they're all in. So it's like it's not the, pe it's the people that are on the fence that I try and get onto the program. Those are the ones that are a little bit pulling teeth with me. They're like, ah, oh, I feel guilty. I can't charge the customer. <laughs> I'm like... Mm. what is like your money's going out the window buddy is like and you yeah. and i tell them is like you can't write that off because you know what i have to get paid right so it's right. like you want to pay the keep paying the money to the credit card processor so that they're still getting paid or do you want more money coming out of your profits every single every single transaction what do you want and i got and i got some balls with them too because i got to tell them straight if if i get them to that conversation get mm. digger and deep dig deep into that conversation with them when i already sat down with them for a little bit I don't try and be ballsy like that off the bat, but that was, otherwise I try and convince them. Like, hey, this is what I'm trying to help, help you out with. You're trying, trying to, to help save, save money. trying to save some money here. This is this is the game changer. Especially man. in this day and age. I was yeah. just gonna say, especially with COVID, a lot of especially the small businesses are suffering. <clears throat> oh yeah, a lot. You know, oh, and then yeah. they even say not to go through Uber Eats to just call them directly. You know what yeah. I mean? And have that have their people um, deliver. So yeah, that yeah. saves them money and, you know, and you're supporting a small business. So it's, I mean, yeah. it's gotta be a tough decision for people who, who are on the brink of losing their business. You know, they almost oh, yeah. have to put it on the, the customer. It kind of stinks, but I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. You know, no. it, it's, it's kind of ideal for saving small businesses. Yeah. Yeah. It adds up. I mean, it could be like as small as like, you know, uh, a couple hundred bucks to like where I've seen I've saved people up to like thousands. So and really that could depends. mean th that could mean shutting the doors and keeping them open. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean mm -hmm. break it down a lot of times. Like, hey, it's like yeah. I mean, if you save up that much money, like whatever, five thousand for the year. Mm -hmm. Hey, that paid for your rent for one month. Mm -hmm. like, hey, like I don't I don't know if you got any other sources that you can make that type of change internally. No, man. Okay, well, hey, let's do it. Right, right. When I get to that point, I'm not even convincing them. They already know. Like, a lot of times, it's like when I walk to people when I when I talk about this program, they're usually all in off of that. 
it's like, and I, and I go through, like I said, I go through a lot of people that I have to go through. It's usually like normal sales for me is whatever. For every 10 people I talk to, maybe one or two are convinced. But hey, I'm looking for the people that want it. And that's so I can help them save money. And that, that's how I look at it as a, as a big game-changing program. Every time I tell people, that's the first lines I say when I'm walking into everybody just to introduce myself. Say, hey, my name is Rob. Just want to introduce myself. Is, like, is, is the business owner around? And then a lot of times like, oh, no, he's not here. Or if he is, great. Let me get him. Let me talk to him for a bit. And then I speak to him very briefly. He's like, here, here's some brochures. Goes over into a couple of our programs. One of our big programs is our cash discount program. And a lot of business owners, if they've been if they've been around for the past three years, they know about the program. Because there's a lot of a lot of myself, guys that walk out there knocking on doors, what is it, are notifying about the program. So they know about it. So it's not like it's 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 news to them. So it really comes down to is like, did they mm. feel comfortable with you? Did they trust you? And that's that's the bottom line mm. with most businesses that, that I that most people have to deal with is, do they do they like you and do they trust you? And if they if you do, they they're gonna they're gonna do business with you all the time, and they'll refer you refer business to you all the time. So it's like I get customers all the time, you or even from my word of mouth, yeah, yeah, or, or my old portfolio when I used to work for for the big corporation. I used to work for First Data when I first got into it. Mm-hmm. And um, before I made the move, when I uh, started working for myself over the past two years. So it's like, that's, that's one key thing that I was like, that's where I learned. Obviously, I got, what is it, a lot of experience over there. And I'm really grateful for it because I still use some of their products, some of the point of sale systems that I use from those companies. We have partnerships with them so that we could just buy stuff. Obviously, it's a little bit more than when I was, when I was working for the company. But hey, it's, I could still use it and teach people the same exact stuff I've already known. And I could work for myself in the process of doing it. It's like, it was, to me, it was like a no brainer. Once I started seeing like, Hey, they're cutting my commissions. It's like, I do this more myself. I'm like, I got to get the hell out of here. It's like, they're just giving me heartburn for no reason. If they want to get more work out of me. Imagine. Like, yeah. It's like, cause the first two years I was there or two and a half years I was there, they didn't give me no problems. And then like the last six months, then they're like, Oh, Rob, man, you're not, you're not, I was like, well, it's like, I'm trying. I'm doing the same effort I did. I feel like I tapped out the bank that I was working with, with Citibank, yeah. with my partner, and I probably went through their entire portfolios of all the banks that I, what is it, all the oh, wow. accounts that I was covering, and I was covering, uh, depending on the time frame or, or if like, there was a, a rep that was gone, I was covering between 15 branches up to like 32 branches. What is it in a city? I was covering mm-hmm. in my role, and that was, I mean, I didn't have to be at every location, mm-hmm. every single day but I just rotated amongst them or on a, on a pretty much a schedule that I did week to week. What is it? I'd send out an email, visit two branches a day. And that's usually how I operated. So at least I could still get my rounds. What is it? Go to my customers that I had to do or whoever appointments I had set up or whatever I was doing back then. Now I don't have to deal with that. Now I got to make my own partnerships and stuff like that outside of that. And I like it a little bit this way. Cause that whole run around was just like, it was like a rat race. It's like, I'm having to go to this, go to these places. Yeah. It's more a better relationships with this one, right? Oh yeah, and I, I feel is less. I mean, less stress. I mean, that's the biggest thing. Less stress on my end. So it's like I have a lot more freedom, control my hours. I mean, I still conduct the same hours that I normally did over there. It's like most businesses don't even want to talk to me till maybe nine thirty in the morning, the earliest, mm-hmm. and then maybe like unless I really really know, maybe I'll meet with them after like five thirty, six o'clock, like I did one today, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. But because I knew them, and that was from my old portfolio, so it's like it was one of my uh, right. old customers from Citibank that I bumped into and they're like, Hey, we'd love to save some more money, whatever you could do. And <laughs> I do some more re- yeah. I was like, Hey, if I could try and save you some money, I was like, I hope I can. I was like, 
I know I put you in the lease back in the day, but we could probably remove that terminal out of your hands. What is I just got to find out if you're still in contract. So I just got to call up the customer service, customer service department and they'll leak all that information to me and I'll switch it when, I, when, when it's time. So, it's like, so okay. that's one of the things that's different between you and the competition then. Yeah. Is that you're right. able to move maneuver differently and not as uh, you have more leeway. Yeah, I guess a little more leeway too. I mean, I have a little more flexibility on price and I'm not set to what is the certain parameters where when I was at that other company, like I had to get uh, like manager's approval if I was ever like, like giving them a really low rate. Uh, it's like, and I had to try and beat their ones that they previously had. So it's like, that used to be, uh, it used to be a little headache, not too bad, but then they would have to do like later on, like towards the end, like they had, they might have started asking you to do some extra work to prove the case. Like, is it really worth the money? And I understand why they did it too. Uh, to make me make the change because if we're not going to make profits on it, we shouldn't even take that we shouldn't take that account on. And and I look back at it now, yeah, it makes sense. Like at the time, I used to think, oh man, why are they making me do all this extra work? I'm just trying to get an extra account, like you guys keep telling me. But then hey, if the numbers don't add up, it doesn't make sense to add it on. And I'm even doing that even more now because I see my portfolio now because it's like I want to make sure I'm generating income on every account. So if it's an account that's not generating income, which I trying barely try not to do it too often. I only have one or two accounts because they're close friends of mine that I knew from Citibank and they transferred over all their accounts that I had with them. It was like father and two sons. I gave them a little bit different rate just to help them out a little bit because I knew them outside of that. Normally mm -hmm. I try and make sure at least I'm making a little bit of money on the account. I can't make, I can't make pennies. Well, so I mean, say, course, it's, it's your business. You know, you gotta I mean, yeah, this is my bread. This is what puts food on the table. I can't be like sitting there like, Oh man, and then people complain to me like, why, why, why can't you take all this stuff off? I can't. It's like, I need to take care of my food. It's like, I need to put some food on my table. I need to take care of my financial future. I was like, and I, and I, I don't only say that to people unless I really got to know them. Otherwise, I don't go crazy like that because then they think, oh, he's just a typical sales guy. Da, 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 da. Right. And maybe I'll get a little too hard to just to show them and I'll tell them. Uh -huh. it's like, I'm being real with you. And that's the one thing that I, I'm, I'm maybe a little bit different than everybody is just being real with them. Everybody's mm -hmm. not acting. I don't act salesy when I walk in the door. I don't. I don't want to do that. I was so, like, I'm so not you your salesman. Go, so you don't go fake it and say, I, I got to talk to my manager. And then you just stay quiet for a little bit and go, okay, I could okay. do it. <laughs> like they do in, in car dealerships and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. No, you get that. I mean, I don't even have to do that anymore. I would do that if I wanted to. If I really, people right. don't know that they don't believe that I'm the like part owner of the company. <laughs> so they're like, oh no, you're not the owner. Okay, okay. I could always ask my partner. <laughs> and then he can give you a price if right. you don't believe what I'm saying. Right. I mean, I don't, I don't really get, I mean, it's like very, very rare. I get that maybe like one, 2%. I've never got that when I first got into this role doing it myself. And I, I just, I, I guess I also didn't take total ownership of it. Cause I was like, I, was like, ah, I don't know if I'm going to make it. That was my biggest concern when I made the whole, made the whole uh, changeover. And I probably would say within the past, I guess past year I've been, I've been saying more like, Hey, I'm, I'm a part of this company. I'm like, I'm not going to be running away from you. You don't right. have to worry about a rep that's going to be in my position. If you go to a bank and he's going to be there for like, what is it? Six months, a year, maybe two or three years. And that's it. And he's going to leave, skip town and go to the next job. It's going to give him a bigger raise. I was you like, have I'm more stake. Yeah. No. And I told him that. I was like, I'm not running away. I was like, I'm here for life. I was like, unless you close your doors, that's the last time I talk to you. Maybe. But even then, if you let you open up a new business, I'm here for you. Right. So it's like, I, I got your back. It's like, I'm not here to, what is it? 
pull strings over you or, or, or like, oh, you're not, guy's not going to answer my phones. No, you call me, you call me. And like, I'll answer my phone no matter what time it was. Like I've had, luckily I got some guys that they're close, they're like close family friends for my girlfriend. So I've gotten to know the, the whole family. And I signed up a pizzeria over in East Rockaway uh, recently. And like, he called me at like, like 1030 at night. Mm. I mean, I was getting out of the shower and I missed his call. And I'm like, hey man, he's like, what's going on? Oh man, I didn't think you were going to answer my call. Uh-huh. Dude, you called. I was like, I'm going to answer you. I'm going to call you back. And you called like two, three times. If it was one, okay, maybe I'd think he's like, your butt dialed me. No, you, you at least did. You called me two, three times. There must be an urgency. You must have called for a reason. Right. And it was some simple question of like, oh man, I, I, could you show me how to do the batch over the phone? Yeah, sure. No problem. Here, press this button, press this button. Boom. Then you're all done. Okay, great. Oh man, I'm surprised I couldn't figure it out myself. Well, that's <laughs> what I'm here for, man. I'll figure it out with you. A lot of times that's what I do. And once they, you great. give them that personal touch and you, you go above and beyond what everybody else is doing, you just, you do treat people the way they want to be treated. That's the bottom line. It's just showing respect and having character and integrity. Doing the right thing no matter what. That's the bottom line. And when people see that, and those are two lines that I probably say all the time to most business owners, because they don't, they don't believe it. Because it's like, the guy's actually talking about character and integrity, and he's a credit card processor? It's like, <laughs> who says that? Like I do. Right. So, whether you like it or not, it's like I'm here to help you out. I'm here right. for the good times and the bad. I'm like, hey, I'll come out to you. Like, hey, if the machine's conking out on you, I'll be there. And I got a couple of big accounts that I'm gonna run out there for. It's like I have uh, one of my bigger accounts is I have uh, is the Nathan's Hot Dogs at the Deer Park Outlets. I have that account over there, and they got tons of volume usually running through their accounts, where they're probably doing, I would say they do about close to a million dollars in credit card pricing a year. So it's like, hey, I like that account. That, that, um, I got their back. Dogs. Yeah, they're running a lot of hot dogs. And <laughs> I don't know how the hell they sell it. And I do know how they sell it, but it's like, because I've been there numerous times. They're the cheapest, they're the cheapest thing over there in the, in the Deer Park outlets. Everywhere else is like an extra like $2, $3 more yeah. than that place. Awesome. And they're the cheapest fast food restaurant in the Deer Park outlets. I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm like, wow. I was like, so you're... Two for your two for four hot dog special, and your and your and your drink that you convince people to get on top of it. Otherwise, they don't get their two for four. They got to pay seven bucks for the stupid meal, and nobody else goes anywhere else for your dan- other than for your do your stupid hot dogs. Great. Okay, I love your account. Right. It's like I'm sitting there like this is amazing, and they said best they things are things. simple things. Yeah, no, it's like hey, I'm in, and they sell some other things now. They're getting innovative too, so. Like, they sell like cheese steaks now, so they'll do some sandwiches. So they're not just all hot dogs. So as just from being in their business, like I understand their business more. It's pretty cool. It's like, wow, so you guys do, you do Philly's cheese steak sandwiches? Like, okay, I'll try one. And every time I go there to fix up something, they're baking me a sandwich. I'm like, nice, perfect. Let's go. <laughs> I was like, I'm gonna be a fat kid for a day. Let's go. <laughs> give me, give me the fries and everything else with the works. And I'm having. Oh, a, I love their hot dogs. They're awesome. Yeah. No. And they. What do you like to put on your hot dog? What do I like to put on my hot dog? Usually just like uh, mustard, sauerkraut. Um, and those are usually my two go-tos. Yeah, you me put too, on there. same. I mean, maybe if I, I don't have anything else, I'll put ketchup on there if I didn't have the mustard. But uh, What? <laughs> I'll put what? it on. If, if you don't have mustard. I mean, if you don't got mustard, okay, put some type of condiment on. With I probably wouldn't put the sauerkraut on top. Would you put mustard on your burger? Yes. Uh, I have I haven't tried it, but I'll definitely give it a shot. I mean, I've had friends try me to tell me, oh, put it on. I'm like, it's good. All right. 
Must I'm open-minded. I'll, I'll give it a shot as long as it goes down the hatch and I'm not throwing up. I'm okay. <laughs> We're all right. Do you I think know? When I was in Texas, they Mc did. Well, McDonald's, <laughs> McDonald's puts mustard and ketchup on it everywhere else except for New York. Yes, huh. I've heard about that. That's correct. Yep. Yeah, they ask you that beforehand. I mean, I've gone to like Virginia a couple times and like all out of state. Normally, they they do put it unless you ask. I mean, I, I guess probably maybe in like more of the southern uh, like Texas and over there where they love their spices and Louisiana, they they probably put guarantee they put the uh, mustard on. But like, so they hear your accent, they're like, "Oh, he's from New York. Do you want mustard?" Yeah, he he likes ketchup. He's from New York. It's like it's like there's no other guys around that. <laughs> it's like he don't, he don't like our mustard. I don't care who. He don't like us all at all. He's like you can tell his fast-paced accent. He's definitely from New York. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, do you have a lot of food places that you do, Rob? Uh, yeah, yeah. I actually got a de decent amount of food restaurants and stuff, um, all over the island. I mean, it all depends on where I went. What is that day prospecting? Because it's like I got, I most of my clientele are in Nassau and Suffolk County. So it's like I got guys like I was gonna invite you out. What is it to go to the? It was a Caribbean Jamaican restaurant in, oh, in uh, yeah, Medford. Medford. Yeah. Is a Caribbean spot 112, like uh, putting a couple a couple of restaurants on blast here. But um, yeah. yeah, no, they're they're one of my good clients. I love them to high hell too. They they do similar volume like Nathan's, and I would never think of it like a place like that. It looks like a hole in the wall. Not to mm -hmm. say it's a bad place, but I'm like, but sometimes that's guys, the best food. Donuts driving dubs. Oh yeah, no, it's all homemade made. I mean, I've seen these guys' kitchen the way they operate, and like, I talked to the owner like. He's from Jamaica, but he's like, we talk to each other like we're buddies. Like every uh -huh. time I'm on the phone with the guy, he like he loves me to high hell. It's like, save, first thing, yeah, I saved him tons of money. That was number one. I saved him like, uh, I don't know, probably like, on average, eight hundred dollars a month. So. Oh wow, that's a lot. That's yeah. a lot. It adds up. Well, the guy does around like forty thousand. What is it? Uh, I'm on the credit card sales, so it's like it, it adds up. Oh wow, yeah. I saved him tons of money there set him up with our point of sale system. So he's even doing like all that stuff where he's, he's starting to utilize the personal app or he's even getting that into that with the rewards program. He's, he's getting online orders through us too. Um, yeah. And he's just dabbling with a little bit of everything that we have to offer. Like uh, the promotional text message emails that we send out for customers to get him like notoriety and virtual gift cards. So he doesn't have to even have to physically hold oh, on to oh, a gift card. Cool. And we do stuff like that. So it's like, He's like, uh, he's messing around with everything that we have to offer. So I was like, hey, it's like, all I got to pay 150 bucks for all this stuff a month? Like, right. So you do all, all that in. stuff too. You do, yeah. you do virtual credit cards and you, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, it's all, it's a whole bunch of stuff that's uh, all involved. It's, it's, it's amazing you what we could offer for people on money. Wow. Oh, yeah. Crazy. No, just, and, he, yeah. and now he's one of those guys that's passing the fees on to the customer, but. Hey, it's like it's saving him tons of money, and uh, he sees it every single day. Like when he sees his end of day like report, like on our machines, it gives it out to him, mm -hmm. shows him okay, like okay, what was the total dollar amount in sales? What were the fees that could have came out of his pocket? It shows him. We give him that little little stat there too, and then he has the, the total what's going to see in the bill, and he's like, okay, well, that's nice to see. Yeah, saving fifty, a hundred bucks a day. It's like it, it adds up. Like, yeah, yeah, man. Especially nowadays, with as you were just saying with COVID. Yeah, Many small businesses are hanging on by a thread, and yeah, yeah. I mean, he's one of the fortunate that's flourishing. He's like the little above average. That's great. Uh, customer, so he's one of the Good guys. And I even told him, I was like, "Hey, man, is like, what? How much you do? You doing like 
two, two times what is it the average customer. And most people are doing around like wow. I would say 15, 15 to $20,000 of credit card sales is, is an average customer. And they're doing about 250,000 a year. That's wow. usually an av yeah. average. That's like, a, that's a normal sustainable business. Otherwise, if anything below that, they're usually, they're doing okay. I mean, it really depends on their location, how much they're paying on rent. I mean, all those factors going to play, how much the utility bills or whatever, how many employees they have. I mean, if it's low, if it's just themselves, I mean, if they're only making 10,000 a month, hey, they're doing good and if they're by themselves, they're doing better than most. Right. So it's like, right. It, all, it all depends on how much inventory and all those extra nitpicky bills that they have to deal with. What is it being a traditional business owner? And but that's why a lot of people are even converting over to online too. It's like, cause we, we do online credit card processing for people virtually. So it's like, we're, we're just an attachment. Mm -hmm. Mainly, I guess the best way to explain us on online is like, we're, we're like connecting Legos. It's like, we're, we're connecting the shopping cart to the bank account. And that's how we're doing it. Boom. Just connecting it right there. So you can take your, take your credit card processing and you don't even need a physical place. You just have to worry about whatever you're doing, drop shipping, all that other stuff that you're doing. Mm -hmm. And I have a couple of clients that do that. Not too many. But yeah, you get a couple guys that do online stuff and it's, it's going to get more and more. What is it? Uh, because there's more waves, like stuff that we could offer to them that we could help them set up their website, help them set up that shopping cart, all those things that they could do, even if they didn't have it. So yeah, it's like we could, tools. we could help them set them up. And usually my, my tech guys handle that on the back end. Mm -hmm. And I'm just, I'm just the face. What is it that uh, puts everything together? The face. <laughs> <laughs> the face that puts everything together outside of that. I'm like, I'm the middleman at that point. So then it's just getting Getting my my uh, my friend Mustafa, who's our, our tech guy, he care, he takes care of all the point of sale stuff. If we're using his system and stuff like that, he's located around Konkama, so it's like we're just connecting guys and we use his offers and stuff like that. Or if I feel like using the stuff that I learned at First Data, I could even use their equipment too. I could use our Clover the Clover system, which you probably guys have seen. That I could do that and I could do that myself. I don't even need Mustafa, my buddy Mustafa, to do the installation. I do that myself. So it's like stuff like that. I could program it myself and that's from just learning it over the five years that I've been doing credit card processing. So it's like, you just know all the nooks and crannies of what certain apps, certain, certain things, they certain things that they have to be set up internally um, so that it's customized accordingly to the way they want to have it at their place. So, and we, we do that for all that stuff. So it's like, there's no one size fits all thing. I mean, we do have that, but right. obviously that, I mean, the point of sale systems are like that. They're like a universal system. But obviously we, we customize it accordingly how they want to operate. What is it on a day-to-day -day basis so that it makes their life easy and fluent so that they're not having to have any hiccups. What is it at, at the transaction? And we just try and make it as simple. And I'm saying all these ter technical terms from my side. Otherwise it's saying it at the point of sale. Right, right. So how has your, um, your not, not technique, but like, you know, you're, you're, you normally do face-to-face -face sales. Has, has that... Yeah. Has COVID changed that at all? Is, do you do a lot more Zoom calls now, or what, if they, like, what if, if they someone... want to? Yeah. A lot of times it's over the phone. I'm, it's a phone call uh, to set up the appointments. A lot of times, if and I, I go off of how they feel. Um, I would say lately, ten out of ten times, I'm in person. What is it? If we're mm -hmm. signing paperwork, well, I'm in person with them, unless they're really, really skeeved out. Which I, I'm. I came across one customer that was a referral of mine that uh, they're a plastic surgeon over in Great Neck. Okay. And uh, they seem like they're going to be doing stuff like over the phone with me. And all I'm really going to do is fill out the paperwork, scan it in a PDF file for them to print it out, tell them whether they got to sign, mm -hmm. if they're going to want to move forward and, and go from there. That, that'd be the only one that I could see upcoming that'll right. actually do 
but it's an option. Of the customers. No yeah, it's an option if they want to. Yeah, I, I go, I go how they feel. Mm -hmm. If they feel skeeved That's out, good. like there's one lady that I'm dealing with, oh, we're gonna okay, no problem. Yeah. Whatever works good for you. Oh, it's great so to be I'm flexible like, like that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, no, I'm I'm used to it. I used to do it at the other place. At the other place, I did it a couple times, and there was no COVID then. And I was like thinking, I'm like, the guy don't want to meet, and he just wants to do everything on the phone. Okay. Right. Makes my life easier. I don't have to drive to him. <laughs> I could be at my house in Irlandia, and I was signing up a guy in Mineola. I remember it was like a, it was That's like right. a contractor contracted guy. I was like, here, give me your information. I'm gonna write it up on paper. Send it to email, sign off on the back, send it back. At least I know mm -hmm. you, you agreed to terms. Okay. Oh. Didn't even meet never. the guy. In per never met the guy in person. Still till this day. And I'm like sitting there like, know where you live, know where you work. Right. <laughs> Don't care to meet you. Yeah, I mean, the okay. Yeah. yeah it's no, amazing yeah, how many different options. businesses. That's crazy. It's like yeah, construction. Right. You got uh, plastic surgery. Oh, yeah. You well, got Nathan's Hot Dogs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you got, I got all different walks of life. Yeah, landscaping business. Um if they need that mobile factor, we have mobile terminals. So it goes off of like a cell service if they need that. So if they want to get mobile, we can give them a physical terminal. That's where, that's where the guys get a little nuts. They want to get a little like professional, like, oh, can I get a mobile terminal? It's like, I can help you set it up on your phone and just give you the, the, the swiper device. Oh, no, no, no. I don't like that stuff. That's not professional. Okay. Just got to pay for the terminal. Okay. Yeah. No big that's deal. It's actually pretty interesting. No. no, a lot of guys are like that. They, they, the, the guy is like, I, I just want a terminal. I don't want to look like uh and some people don't like that. They don't like seeing like, I guess from what I heard from, I guess the business owner perspective, they think it's not professional having just that swiper device on your phone. But it, it's, to me, it's just as professional in my opinion. I mean, you're, you're taking a transaction. It doesn't matter. I've seen I it mean, a few times. I didn't think it was unprofessional. Yeah, like no, I, I said, you're flexible and you know, you, if that's what the customer wants, then that's what they get. Yeah, whatever you want, I'll set you up. I'm not, I'm not gonna argue with you. Just, right, here. Right. Just give you the dollar amount of what you want. <laughs> Here's the price of the product. I'm like, yeah, I want to lead you down the free route. So I just want to give you a free terminal so I can pay. And I, that's usually how I operate. I want to save them as, not make them shell out as the least amount of money as possible. Right. Say, so, hey, I was like, I'm willing to give you our basic terminal. But if you're looking for the nooks and crannies, I'm just letting you know you're going to pay for it. I mean, I, I don't want to be a jerk, but I'm being, I'm being transparent with you. And right. that's usually how I operate when I tell them that. It's like, here, it's like, here's the free route. If you need some special stuff, you need that point of sale system. Okay, let's set it up. But if you, you're just trying to like keep it basic, yeah, I'll give you a free terminal. And it takes me like, I just got to make sure my guys do everything on the back end and program it correctly. So mm -hmm. all the deposits go into your bank account and, and that's it. Outside of that, I just got to make sure you do a couple of checks and balances on the back end like uh, that we do. Like we check, make sure they check their credit score a little bit. Want to make sure they're at least uh, good in paying their bills. Because mm -hmm. obviously if they can't pay our bill, you know, usually a lot of times our monthly bill is very small if we're trying to save them. I still get one or two knuckleheads that can't even pay like a $30 bill a month. And I'm sitting there like, what do you do with your finances, buddy? Yeah. Like, what are you doing it? Like, I mean, I don't know. I'm, and I, I still get yelled at from my girlfriend about it. Cause it's like, I, I'm a little, I run my finances very, very tight. Like I, I know what's going in, what's going out, making sure to leave enough money just in case I know a surprise bill comes in. A lot of times, I mean, they just leave the threshold of what they tell you at the banks anyway. So at least you don't get any like extra fees coming out of the bank. So it's like, hey, if you're, they're telling you to leave $2,000 in the bank, leave $2,000 in the goddamn bank mm -hmm. and make sure you don't, what does it go underneath it? So at least you know, you're not going to get the bank fee. You're yeah, not going to get the other stupid fees that you get. What is it? What is it if it's affiliated with other processing that you're doing, taking credit cards? Like just leave the dollar amounts in there, man. I was like, and, I, and I know it's a tough time. 
And I, I mean, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir a little bit because I know you guys are, you're, yeah. you're probably good with your finances. You're not that bad. And I know Rob's making some moves too right now. So it's like, he's, he's going to be, in a, he's, he's going to be in a position where he's getting a condo too. He's, he's going to take some of my stuff that I do. Hey, let me rent out the other room. If you got, you can get the extra income to pay for the mortgage. Why not? Yeah. Do it. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not going to use it. Like you said, like it's, it's, it's a little tough. So I think some people are getting desperate. Or yeah. doing what they have to do, you know, it just yeah. it sucks and I feel for them. No, and I got to be a little more sympathetic. So it's like, I know I'm, I'm at a little at fault. So I got to, <laughs> I got to calm my Irish and German down and all the other nationalities that got me from my mom. That's Romanian. They're all a little rough around the edges. So it's like, <laughs> they're, they're uh, we're just as blunt when it comes to any nationality out there, I could say. I mean, I mean, I feel like we act like Italians though half the time the way we act in our houses and stuff like that because they grew we grew up around everybody so it's like i mean we're the melting pot when you live in new york so it's like yep you're gonna walk into all walks of life you know you just as normal you treat everybody respect yeah. everybody who they are you don't care what their background is it's like to me i don't care it's like i mean like i'm like i'm even dating a latino so it's like people look at it like oh okay it's it's the normal these days everybody's dating opposite of their cultures so it's like it's not like it's weird so it's like hey it is, uh, it's one of those things. It's like, hey, it's either you take it or leave it, you know? If you don't like it, get the hell out of town. It's like, <laughs> there's no racism, racism in my blood, buddy. It's like, you get the hell out of here. Nope. It's like, yeah. I'm not like that. And I, I mean, and the old generation used to act like that. I mean, my parents probably still did a little bit, but it's like, when I look back at it, it's like, why? It's like, we're all people. Nobody's here to hurt each other. Everybody's I here know, to have a good time. Either. It's like, yeah. let's, let's leave the drama out the door. It's like, no need, no need, nobody needs that crap. And it's like, I guess partially maybe I grew up in an area where obviously it was more diverse too. So it's like, mm-hmm. went to Central Islip High School. Even though a lot of people are like, oh man, you went to CI. Like, yeah. You're white. Yep. Who cares? Edgar went there. Yeah, it's like, nobody, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't care. It's like, I didn't, don't bother me. Right. It's like, oh, you're black, you're white, whatever. I didn't, I didn't keep going. Another, I mean, other than I knew if you were doing stupidity, then I kept my feet, my distance away from you because I didn't want to follow the wrong crowd. But that's how that you, yeah, you do your people. Do, that's not, you know. That, yeah, not, no, you it's, know, like, it's not no one nationality that does stupidity. I mean, hey, there's exactly. white people that do stupid stuff too that I grew up with. And I'm like, I keep 10 feet away from them. Sometimes I don't even <laughs> want to even be, I want to be a little further sometimes. Right. So it's like, you, you see some of these people, it's like, some of your buddies are like, oh my God, poor guy. It's like dealing with drugs and all kinds of stuff. It's like, come on, people. It's like, it's time to grow up. Yeah. It's like, I know you got it. And, and then sometimes people got a lot of issues like at home. So it's like, it's a lot of stuff that grew up the way they grew up. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people didn't have a father figure. So it's like, they didn't know how to, they didn't have the direction at home and stuff like that. They get that discipline. Like I did, like I had an ex-military dad. He was an ex-Marine. So you oh. beat, beat the shit out of you if you did something stupid. So it's like, you got it. So it's like, you, you learned. <laughs> it's like, Oh, you come home smelling like smoke, buddy. I'm going to beat the shit out of you. Okay. I'm not going to smoke weed then. <laughs> it's like, I'm gonna, I'm like, I'll it was like that was the bottom line and i, I had the fear of fear of god in me with my dad's like right oh shit dad's gonna fucking beat the shit out of me i'm not coming home smell like smoke i don't need that shit right now oh, it's like <laughs> it's like he put it in me it's like okay learned it at a young age it's like and he, he obviously did it for a good that was his way to get his word across hopefully i wish he did it in a nicer manner but hey it works for us i guess so it's like <laughs> Everybody has their own method of way they operate. I mean, I, I definitely back won't. Then too. Yeah. I'll be a little rough like that to maybe my kids, but not to that extent. Like my dad is, is, mm-hmm. and I, he had a rough gr- growing up too. So it's like, I know why he acts, acts somewhat the way he does from, 
finding out his upbringing and all that stuff. Like, so it's like, it's not everybody didn't, not everybody has an easy life. So it's like, I, I, I you have to always put that in the perspective. Like yeah. you don't know what happened that day for some people. So they could have had their, their, their wife could have passed away. Mm-hmm. And then you're seeing these kids, like he's, he's letting his kids run amok in the front yard. You're like, you don't know. Yeah. Like, and then the, and you're like, why, why don't they control their kids? Well, yeah. The, the dad is a single dad now. By himself. So, yeah. Yeah. You don't know if you're going to be able to, how he's going to pay the bill or pay the mortgage. Mm-hmm. And then well, you weigh it out. And, like, and, up, so- and if he's got a business, you can <laughs> yeah, save, I could save him maybe some money, but <laughs> I don't know how long that's going to do to keep the doors open when you got the mortgage. Who knows how big his mortgage is? So it's like some people got a lot to, on their plate. And I, like, I, I, gotta, I realized that. It's like, you know what? I was like, I was one of the very fortunate, like, hey, mom got to stay home. I mean, I, I count my blessings. It's like, yeah, yeah, it's like, God, God blessed me good. That's all I can say. I, I mean, I'm one of the fortunate. Like, I, I don't have to deal with all the stuff like Rob, Rob had to deal with with his family. It's like, and that's like, I, I give it to him, what he had to had to deal with. It's like, and he and he never brought it up to us. Like, even go. I mean, yeah, you you saw it a little bit because I saw when his mom was windling a little bit, but he, he, like when he went to work, it didn't show up on his face. Like he hid it. He hit it so well, like it blew my mind. And I'm like sitting there, like this guy could have been miserable, and he right. hit it. And Very he, professional. He, yeah, and he and he did a great. Like I, I blew my mind seeing it, Rob. Like to be honest, with you, like when I look back at it now, like back then we were in party mode. So I, that was not on my forefront of my head. So it's like I didn't have the, the the awareness that I do now. That I'm like, damn. I'm like, you know what? He was dealing with some crap, and he still pushed through it. I was, was like, working an working an extra job, but he didn't have to. Like, like. I was like, okay. Uh, like, that's why I only got Rob on a Friday, Saturday night. But hey, whatever I got from him was fun. You know, it's like, that's how <laughs> we had a good time. Yeah, definitely. Some good times. Much needed and, uh, times. And, uh, hopefully I diluted some of that pain a little bit from having a good time with you. So it's like, we had a good time Absolutely. every time. So we didn't think nothing of it. It was just like, hey, we're having a good time with buddies. And right. like, and then yeah. when, when I get them in front of some of my friends that I've introduced them recently, it's like, people are like, man, you your buddy, man, he's gone through some stuff, dude. I was like, yeah, I know. I know. I was like, we just never brought it up to people unless you wanted to hear it. And but look, we with, never, with one of them, you know, his, his, his mom, his ABG fund is in memory of his mother. He did that for her. Yeah. No, he's, so, he's, uh, trying. he's trying to something good big, out of something horrible. Yeah. It's a big cause. So, hey, you guys yeah. both any, been any, great to me. Yeah. Yeah. I'm telling you, it's really appreciate it. It's all about helping people. And that's that's the goal. It's like if you could help somebody in a similar situation, mm-hmm. going through cancer, anything just to get their mind off off of the crap. Mm-hmm. That that's what it's all about. Like any any the little thing you could do, because it's like sometimes they're on their dying beds and you don't even know. And it's like just to give them their last last lick of life. What is it? Just to have some fun, you know? Have some fun and forget and, about it. And just put a smile on their yeah. face. Yep. You you know you did something good for somebody, mm-hmm. and it's like that. That's I I look forward to doing things like that too, like for for future things to even give to Rob too, whatever. And I'm I'm big into giving too, so it's like I give I donate to my church ten percent of my whatever I make. So it's like mm-hmm. I'm all about that because then you know what you're gonna get blessings in return. And and mm-hmm. I've I've seen it ever since I've been given ten percent tied. Like been doing it for the past year, blessings come out of nowhere, and I don't even expect it. It's like. Nice. Customer came out of nowhere. Thank you, God. There you like, go. Whatever, like little things, and that's 
I mean, this is just, like, yeah, that's how you have to be. It's like, you got to have a spiritual foundation and that's where it all starts. For me, I mean, that's why I was even talking about. Yeah. We, we've had these conversations too. So it's like, yeah, that's where it all starts. It's like having, you have the right spiritual foundation and then family second, works third. And like, if you, if you only have that vertical alignment, knowing that everything else falls into place. And, and, and you, and you know, I mean, I, I read a lot of self-development books and that's where me and Rob have even rekindled our friendship a little bit more from all those things that I do too. So it's, it's, it's always trying to improve yourself and whatever you can do to help people. Even if you can't give money, give your time, like little simple things oh, like absolutely. that. Absolutely. So like if doing. you don't have the money, give your time. <laughs> right. People here. appreciate that too. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to be, what is it? A uh, big shot to do that. No. Like that's something simple that uh, people could always give. It's like, and I, and I've learned that over the years of getting more, more in depth with the, with the Bible. And then obviously from mm-hmm. my group that I go, what is it uh, at our church? It's a V1 church. Uh, shouting them out too, like over in Farmingdale. Uh, but obviously because of COVID, we've been doing more like social social media use. And we were doing that even before too. So we've got a lot of Facebook live and we have events. So if you ever see me always, I'm always sharing that link on my Facebook profile all the time just to get, hey, anybody might, everybody needs it. It's like personally, they need know. it. You may get to the, yeah. the one person that really, really needs it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, just to like say, hey, whatever that message is that caught their attention or Called mine. I mean, maybe if it didn't inf- impact me enough, it could impact somebody else. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And, and that's and that's partially why I share it. So that one reason. That's that's the cool thing about Facebook. You could share some stuff that's going to impact you. Like even even today, like I was even putting some stuff on about guys just giving money, mm-hmm. and it made some people's days. Like it was just blew my mind, and I'm like, wow. It's like I was like, I can't wait to do more of that type of charity. And that that's that's for some people because it's like. I was hearing some of the people's stories on the back end, like they couldn't even pay their next bill because they got to like, they were in the hospital and they got this big rack of bill and the guy felt like tipping the people, like a little bit of the story was tipping them a thousand bucks. Like, cause they're an Uber East driver and they're blown away. Like, yeah, no, 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 you, you can't give me this sleep. No, no, no. I'm tipping you a thousand bucks here. Right. I want to give it to you. I know people have been having rough these days. What is it with, uh, with COVID and stuff? And it's not easy. Yeah. And people like blown and the guys were people like blown there was like two or three people in tears because they were getting money from somebody that it was a stranger. Like blown away. Right. It was like I didn't I didn't even you didn't I didn't expect you to give that. And then like they're giving a hug at the end of it all and stuff. Some of them did, some of them didn't, but like that was some some gestures I've seen. I was like blown away. I'm like, wow, this is crazy. It's like these guys they're doing some impactful things just from doing something simple like that. And like, right. well, that, that, that's what it's all about. When you see stuff like that, it's like, you know what? I can't wait to do more of that stuff. When money's not an issue yeah. and like stuff like that, I can't wait to give like a thousand bucks to somebody just to make their day or I know. even whatever. Right? 2,000 bucks, <laughs> however, however much you give, sky's the limit. Like I would love to give it like 10,000, a hundred thousand. What is it? Give it away. Not even like, not even think, not even think nothing of it. It's like, I got the money here. Take care of business because you, I want to make sure you're taken care yeah. of. Just like, keep on giving in full circle. You're saving people money. And you're giving right back into the community. Yeah. It's just amazing how uh, oh, life yeah. cycles itself with the right people. And mm-hmm. that's oh, tremendous, man. Rob. We receive it all the time. We receive the blessings mm-hmm. after that. And it's like so cool mm-hmm. when just the feeling that you get from it. That's the bottom line. Mm-hmm. The feeling that you get from when you give it to the other person, you feel good inside. Mm-hmm. And that's the one thing people got to, I mean, that's why I, I preach the Bible so hard. I guess when I get, when I get a chance or if I can preach, preach to that choir, that wants to hear it. It's mm. like, hey, this is what it's about, man. It's it's not all about the money. Money's great, yeah. yeah. I mean, you need it. You need it to live, of course. Mm. But right. the bottom line is like, hey, 
if you're not taking care of other people and relationships is probably the biggest thing you could have biggest asset you could have mm-hmm. outside of like money and you're mm-hmm. taking care of people and people take care of you and, and you're doing the same in return like people are going to appreciate that and they're going to know that like, hey this is this is a guy i know like and trust mm-hmm. he, he got my back and and i and I'll, I'll do that and i'll talk like this even to one of my clients like after i've gotten to know them for a while mm-hmm. they're like dude just like you're different, man. You're not the normal guys that walk on the streets. You don't, right. you, don't you don't act like a, a, a normal person. It's like, <laughs> I know, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm a little weird, but it's okay. I was like, I know, I'm, I'm, I'm not that normal, but it's okay. Especially when you're true and genuine. I always feel like that's true. Yeah, know, yeah. We're so used to like this, uh, like, quiet, whatever person I am afraid to really be themselves. But it's so great when you see somebody like Rob, who's true and genuine from the get-go. That smile, that like the the life in your voice. Yeah. And, uh, no, I've and I've worked on it. It didn't come overnight. Yeah. There's all those uh, self development books I've read for over the past twelve years. I would say that's my key factor. Reading reading at least one book a month at the bare minimum when I first started. Now I'm going through like two to three books a month in self development. That I'm like because I want to constantly want to improve myself. I'm, I mean I joke around about it. It's like. I'm going to constantly improve every single day. As long as I'm improving 1% each every day, trying to be perfect, you know, I'm never going to get there, but I'm going to try. I'm going to die trying. I don't care. It's like, I'm going to continue to improve myself because I know Rob's not perfect. Trying to keep striving to be the best person I can be. And you know what? Down the line is like any, anybody that I can influence off of that. Like, Mm -hmm. that's what it's about. I mean, I'm here to help out. That's, that's the way we're going to always make this. We're going to make this change this world. Yeah and improve, improve our, our situation. Cause like, you know what, when you take your eyes off of some, off of yourself and put them onto somebody else, that's when you're going to see, what is it? The real, uh, the real gift of life, in my opinion, because you're, you're, you're taking off because like, we could complain about all the crap we got on our, on our sides. Oh man. Oh, look at me. What was me? I got all this shit. No, but we do. We, we all got some crap, but if you could take yourself and what does it help somebody out in the meantime, you don't even think about your problems anymore because you took care of somebody else. Yeah, very true. And that's and that that's the that's the the thing I I I've, once I learned that I I kept trying to do it each and every day as much as I can if I can. Okay. I mean, there's some days I can't, but you know you you, you gotta you, we gotta we can't always spread ourselves thin. Work yourself, yeah, for sure. Constantly yeah. learning, constantly improving on yourself. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Exactly. So no, so last word, is there anything else that you want to tell maybe um, maybe a new customer who's thinking about joining or calling you and and where can they call you? Where can they how can they reach you? Uh yeah, no, they could uh they can reach me a couple different ways. They could get me on uh they want to get me on social media or if they want to even get me, call me directly. I mean, I'll I'll give my cell phone over the over the link. I don't care. It's uh six three one three three four four six five two if you want to get directly in contact with me. So it's like, it's like, that's my main source. Or yeah, I mean, scoreprocessing.com. You'll get my office, but like the best way, or even get me email too as well, um, is uh, rzimbalist at scoreprocessing.com. If you had a quick question or if you want to get some more information, I could always email it to you too. Um, And uh, yeah, even if you have to go through scoreprocessing.com or even going through, uh, going to my social medias at uh, robzimbalist. Robert Zimbalis Jr.com, or I mean not .com, but the Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and all the big ones that are coming about, like TikTok is now. I'm starting to even get a little into that. <laughs> so it, it's, it's like 
anything you can get your exposure in. That's that's the main Absolutely. thing. Absolutely. Like, sure. Just trying to get your name about. So you, you put it on all platforms. And that's the goal. So it's like, if you could get some easy advertisement that way, I mean, it's it's in our it's in our hands. Mm-hmm. It's like you got to use it. So it's like if you're not getting getting exposure out there in any way you can, I mean, I mean, most of the time I'm I'm promoting mainly self growth and more about like my personal life and stuff like that. But I, occasionally I'll put on stuff about business. But normally it's you can contact me anyway. I'm not one of those guys. that's like. Oh, you can't, you can't get in contact with me. I have my number on Facebook. So if you need to get me a look at my number on Facebook, my number's there. Or look for them on TikTok. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Look for me on TikTok. You can message me on one of those damn things you're going to get. I'll, I'll answer eventually. So, hey, man, this I heard awesome. your stuff on, uh, on uh, Rob Graziani's podcast. It's like, dude, I want to hear more about it. Okay. Great. Yeah. Let's go. Whatever I can do to help. That's what I'm here yep. for. Here to you. I'm here to serve you. Awesome. All right. Thank that's you, awesome. Thank you so much for, um, for, for sitting down with us and telling us all about all about your company and all how you got there and, and everything about you. Like you are transparent for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm not, I'm yeah. not here to hide anything. I'm like one of the, I'm an open book and that's the way people should operate. Agreed. And it was an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much. And um, thank you guys for listening. Um, we'll have his information up on the website um, and have a great day have a, and we'll talk to you uh, we'll talk to you next time take care alright thank you bye bye guys the AVG podcast was started by members of AVG fund AVG Fund is a nonprofit solely dedicated to providing entertainment tickets of all kinds to people going through cancer treatments. If you would like to find out more information about our nonprofit or would like to donate, please go to avgfund.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at AVG Fund. Thank you for listening to the AVG Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the show. We'll see you next time.